Hello, it's Danny Sonner here, and you're listening to the Super Veil Podcast. The Super Veil Podcast. Hello and welcome to another Super Veil Podcast with me, Terry. It's four games in the league now, unbeaten for Vale. Great win on Tuesday. Such a relief to finally get that win after three draws. I was ecstatic. Just another great performance. Brilliant to see Amu and Bennett both scoring. Um, I think they are the two key players we need. Maybe a couple more to bolster the squad. But yeah, it's looking good, isn't it? Today's guest has played in the World Cup, played in a promotion season of Vale, currently plays in the Championship. Who could it be? Okay, Sam Morsey, welcome to the Super Vale podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, good thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, really, really good. Um, You're currently Wigan captain. Loads of clubs were after you before you signed a new contract. Uh, What made you remain a Latte? Um, I've been at the club for a couple of years now. We've just had um, new ownership and... I feel like the club's going in the right direction. Um, obviously, I've worked with the manager for a number of years now, and we're just hoping to kick on really and try and have a successful season. I've, I'm enjoying my football here, and hopefully, it continues. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been keeping an eye on you because you were one of my favourite players from that promotion season here at Vale. Uh, we're actually gutted that you actually left. What was the reason yeah. behind that? Um, I, I just think, to be honest, I think the manager at the time, Mickey Allen, I think. He just lost a little bit of trust in me. Um, he was always, he wanted to play more of the senior players because he can trust them more. And I, yeah. I can understand that, to be honest, because as a manager, it's very results-driven. Um, and maybe at the time, he, he felt like he could trust players ahead of me, which he, he just preference, really. So with that, I wanted to be playing regularly at the time. And I didn't feel I'd get that with Mickey. Um so I moved on and when the manager at the time at Chesterfield, Paul Cook, when he rang me and told me I'd be an integral member of his side, it, it, it was um, an opportunity which I wanted to go with. Yeah, um, King of Promotions as well. So you did Vale, Chesterfield, Wigan. It's no coincidence, yeah. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, a great progression for you from moving on from Port Vale because you joined Vale as a 17-year-old from Wolverhampton, wasn't it? 16. Um, 16, I moved to Vale and... To be honest, it was the making of me, really. Um, in my youth team, it was uh, Mark Grew and Andy Porter. And from there, they really told, taught you the you know, the other side of the game, if you like, what it takes to be a player. It was hard work. Um, Guba was obviously a really good midfielder. And, you know, he, he was a madman, you know. He, yeah. he used to train against me every day and he'd put himself on the opposite team to me on purpose and try and kick lumps out of me. <laughs> um, I, and it was exactly what I needed if I'm honest um, and then Gruy the same as well Gruy acted like a mentor for me for many years and you know he was tough for me but it all worked out I remember the one time I was um, I was out during the week and he knew I was out so he asked me if I'd been out and I denied it and I was lying to him and in the end he just ran me around the track you know the most ridiculous <laughs> track session ever but, the, but that was it it was that tough love um, you know, he'd be on me about absolutely anything and everything, but he really helped mould me into the player I am today. 
Yeah, that's it. That's what you need, isn't it? Especially as a youngster, you could go either way. Um, at the club at the time, some great professionals there, some good young people. But um, there was players like Gary Roberts, who, again, was a young lad. He was on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he said like he sorted his life out now. But as a youngster, there was just a lot of temptation there. So you do need these mentors behind you. 100%. I think you do, yeah. I think it, it was great for me, to be honest, because because I saw the potential in me, the wanting to knuckle down on me. And, and Mickey was good with me as well, to be honest. Uh, Mickey was good with me, especially during the early stages. They just wanted the best for you. But I think the way modern football is now, you don't really get a chance to try and mould individuals or really stick with younger players just because it's so results-driven. Um, like, obviously, we got the promotion that year, but if we hadn't got promoted, then... You know, no doubt Mickey probably would have been sacked himself. So yeah. it's just such a, there's been such big demand to deliver, you see. So I, I can definitely understand now, looking back, why he'd want to bring experience. Because I think at the time, me and Ryan Burge were playing centre midfield. Um, and there was grumblings of Griff coming back. And Griff was great for me as well. Top man, really good, really good friend. And there's grumblings of him coming back. So I think early doors as well, he had an idea of who he sort of wanted to play, um, which would sort of halt my progress a little bit. Ryan Birch takes the credit for the promotion as well, still does. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does. Um, I mean, to be fair, he had a good season, to be honest. I enjoyed playing with him. And um, it's a shame, really, his career hasn't really kicked on because I think he had big potential, but a lot of injuries and different things, it can really hold you back. Is it true that when you were at Port Vale, you lodged with BBC Radio Stoke legend Paula White? That is absolutely correct, yeah. <laughs> she told me this in, in Tunstall a few weeks ago because I was talking about getting you on. Yeah, no, I was with Paula and um, Harry Sott, Paula's family, um, really looked after us. I think, especially in the younger days, me and Arisa wouldn't have been easy to live with as well. So, <laughs> no, she was great with us. And like I said, it, it was it was nothing but great times at Port Bell, to be honest. Yeah, do you miss anything about the area of Stoke-on-Trent? Maybe not necessarily the area, but I, I genuinely... It was really good times coming through because the way sort of Mickey ran the ship, uh, you know, it, it was old school, it was hard working, but you knew what you had to do. There was... I learned a lot from a lot of people there, like the Griff, Mark Richards, Justin Richards, you know, a lot of people who, really good people. Uh, Bill Chetwin was there at the time as well. Yeah. Sevy, all, all, all people who maybe go under the radar a little bit, but as a young lad coming through, like I said, it was a real, it was a real make or break sort of mentality at the club, especially with the young lads. Yeah. They'd work really hard and test you and, you know, to see if you had enough about you to make it to the first team. Because when I come as well, there were so many young lads in the brink. There was Danny Edwards, Luke Chapman, James Laurie, Simon Richmond. There's um, there a lot of players who good things were expected of them, Danny Glover, but they didn't quite live up to it. Um, I guess that's just the brutality of football. Yeah, Ryan Lloyd's just re-signed. He was a player that was here when you were here. Yeah, Lloydie. Yeah, it's in that he come back. Highly rated kid. He's done well, done really well for himself. Joe Davis, the same, a couple of years younger than me, but done really well for himself as well. Do you keep an eye on the Vale results? Yeah, I always keep an eye on them. Um, yeah, I like them to do well. Like I said, it was it was a great time for me, genuinely. Was. I think people get the impression that I left under a dark cloud. Um, it, it wasn't really that. It was just a case of I needed... 
I needed regular games. Yeah. I was at that stage. I needed regular games. I did love it there. Really enjoyed it. Great set of lads. Um, great dressing room at the time. We got promotion. And I probably feel as if Mickey could have kept the squad together a little bit more. We could have done a bit more. But that's all in hindsight. Yeah. But it, it, no, it was a great time. I really, I can't really begin to describe how much I enjoyed it and how much I got out of it, to be honest. I really got a lot out of my time there. Yeah, I remember, because I was doing press down there for that season, that when you left, it was getting into the team. And that's important for a young player. You know, if you get an opportunity to go elsewhere, push on, and it's really worked for you because all of a sudden, a couple of years later, you're playing in a World Cup. Yeah, I just, I just think in my case, it was because I, I knew for certain I should be playing. Not in an arrogant way. I just no. believed in myself to say, well, I should be playing here. Because I wasn't playing, I was determined to go alone and show the manager and you know that I was good enough to play. Um, so, yeah, you know, kicked on. And obviously the World Cup was an amazing experience, something I'll never, ever forget. Even though they spelt your name wrong on the shirt. I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> that first game, there's quite a few pictures of you against Uruguay, up against Luis Suarez. No biting from no, you. No, not this time. <laughs> Quite, quite a surreal moment, if I'm honest. It all happened so fast. Um, I was on the bench and just like, I think it was, it was near second half, about 50 minutes. The translator started screaming, Sam, Sam, come on, come on. And I'm, I'm walking around, started warming up. And literally, I've, I've done a 10 yard run and all of a sudden you're coming on. So you don't get a chance to think about it. But no, it was amazing, if I'm honest. Um, you know, when I joined Vale as a 16-year-old, I set myself two, two really big targets. And that was to play championship football and to play, make an international appearance for Egypt. And I managed to achieve both of them. Um, so, you know, I was really, I was really pleased with that. And playing alongside Mo Salah, I know he's one of the best players in the world, but he just seems so down to earth. I keep seeing videos of him playing with kids and everything like that. Is he really like that? Yeah, amazing guy. Really nice guy. Um, wants to sort of get the most out of everyone. He's always there to listen to everyone. He's, he's obviously a terrific player, but I think his personality is just such a such a humble guy. You know, you can you can call upon him for anything. And he just genuinely wants to help people and you can see his last two seasons at Liverpool have just been amazing. Yeah. Uh winning the winning the Champions League and he loves it there and they love him, so I think it's a really good partnership we've got there. Were you gutted not to be in the Africa Cup of Nations squad? Yeah, um, that was that was a difficult one to be honest. But I sort of sort of blame myself a little bit to be honest because the first camp, um, because of the World Cup in the summer, I didn't have no breaks. So I was struggling with a couple of niggles. Yeah. So I had to pull out the first camp, and then the second camp, uh, when I spoke with the manager, he said I was going to be a big part of his plans. He sent me in the starting eleven and. Pretty much a couple of days into the camp again. Again, I had another muscle injury problem. So within a couple of camps, I had a few problems. And when you're trying to impress a new manager and trying to get into the team, it's not it's not what you want to give. So in the end, he, he called up other players in front of me, which, listen, he's fair enough. He's got a tough job. Um, he was a lovely guy, Javier Aguirre, really good staff as well. And it's tough. They've got to make decisions. But it's just the case of if... If at the time my body was in better physical condition, then I believe I would have been a strong part of what he was trying to do. But it's just unfortunate 
I was just struggling at the time with niggles and then with that, obviously become a chance for somebody else to take the opportunity. No manager there at the moment, so things could change again. Yeah, that, I think that is the, the brutality of international football, especially goes from tournament to tournament. If Hector Cooper was there and he was the first manager to lead Egypt to a World Cup in 30 years and obviously we did have a disappointing exit, he was sacked. Then Javier Aguirre just had the one tournament. Again, not what we wanted to do, so he gets sacked. So it's it's short-term planning, if I'm honest, but that's just management, isn't it? It's so so results-based driven. Yeah. Um, so there'll be another manager, so hopefully I can have a good season and try and just get back into his plans. Looking at this season, uh, I've seen you've been in a couple of games. You missed out on playing against Stoke. Uh, in the cup, um, but yeah. you played against them a couple of times last season. They couldn't beat you. What's it like playing against Stoke when you've won to play for Vale? Yeah, no, brilliant. Obviously, you know you wanna, you probably wanna win even more. You know, I still get sort of Vale fans messaging me, especially before them games, mm-hmm. wishing me luck. That was great. Um, to beat them at their place three 0 last season was a great night as well. Um, so yeah, you know, obviously they're they're a massive team in the championship, and they're the games you want to test yourself against. Final question is, because um, yeah. you're at Wigan, your mum's from Lancashire, isn't she, originally? Yeah, she is, yeah. So, um, you would have tried um, one of their uh, pies, because you're famous up there in Wigan. Uh, how did they hold up against a Wright's pie? <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, I, I'm not on the pies, I'll be able to tell you. <laughs> That's yeah, a good Stay away from the flies. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck at Wigan, mate, and it's been fantastic talking to you. Cheers, Pat. I appreciate that, mate. Follow the Supervale podcast on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Search Supervale Pod. Feel free to like us on Twitter. We're close to 500 likes now and there will be a competition when we hit that magic 500. Until next time, up the veil. Vale.